Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Jaron Miller, and welcome to the Classic Series Redrive. Check them up. Let's get started. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into the Redrive, episode number 34. Hope everybody's having a great week. And uh, as you're maybe traveling to the Gordyville Draft Horse Sale this week, um, which is the 23rd through the 25th, Wednesday through Friday, um, you're probably listening to this driving to the sale. But anyway, we've got a couple uh, show results to bring you um, from the uh, Grandview World Nights in Ocala, Florida this past weekend. Mark, you got some uh, Zix 6 results. They had the 6 twice there. What, what was the first night? Yeah, the first night, um, the winner came out there at Red Oak Farm. Second was Blue Ribbon. Third was the Burger Barn. Fourth, Express. Fifth was Brockwood. Sixth, Grandview. Seventh was Hunter, Hunting Creek Farms, eighth Zubrod, ninth was HD Rapids, tenth ANC Belgians, eleventh Fox Hollow, and twelfth South Creek. Unofficial, I believe those are right, but they have not been submitted yet uh, to the uh, website, but I believe uh, that's the way it was. And then the sixth for the second night results was Burger Barn won the sixth, Red Oak second, Express third, Blue Ribbon Days fourth, Brockwood fifth, Hunting Creek was sixth. ANC Belgian 7th, Zubrod Pertron's 8th, HD Rapids 9th, Grandview Clydesdale's 10th, South Creek 11th, and Fox Hollow was 12th. Once again, it was nice and warm, beautiful facility, of course. The weather was beautiful. Another show coming up, which should be uh, nice and warm as well, down in uh, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix there, the Queens Creek, what's it called? Queen Creek or Queens Creek, I believe, uh, March 3rd through the 5th. So a new show down there in uh Arizona joining us uh, here today. Also got Kyle. Kyle, you're planning on going to that show, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a quick turnaround. Uh, I think by the time Gordyville's over with, uh, everybody's going to have to get get home and get loaded and and get on the road. But yeah, we're definitely uh, planning on going. Very good. That's about all we have for. How many uh, hitches they got going, Kyle? Do you know it's a new show? <laughs> I don't know for positive. Um, I talked to Enos a couple weeks ago. And he had, uh, I think there was around 12. Um, but I think there's been a few add-ons since then, maybe. So uh, it sounds like maybe Red Oak's going. Um, it sounds like there may be an add-on to it. So, so yeah, there could be 13, 14, all told. Nice. Very good. Quite a few. Yeah, that's about, uh, like I said, about all we have coming up for up, uh, upcoming shows here. So a new exciting show there. Um also joining us uh, today um, is your new uh, executive secretary of the North America Classic Series, uh, Six Horse Sitch. We do want to welcome in um, on the uh, podcast here, Brenda Mulligan. Um, she's a daughter of the late Joe Mulligan, which um, all of you know from Skyline Farm, Pertrans out of New York. Um, Brenda, uh, welcome in. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so... Give us a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit background history on um, the you and and your history with the draft horses and and growing up. And did you guys did, have you guys had perching horses your whole life? Yeah, so we've been we showed a six um, beginning in 1980. Um, my dad would probably not like to admit this to people, but in the late 70s, he actually went to a sale planning to buy some Belgian mares and thinking of getting into a six that way. But he got to the sale and saw a pair of Pertrin geldings and that quickly changed his mind and our whole trajectory uh, quickly changed. Um, so, you know, we 
he was around and he saw people driving a six and said, yeah, I think we can do that. So um, that's how we got started in it and been showing a six um, ever since then. I think I was like 10 days old the first time I went to the New York State Fair um, and we've been going showing as a family ever since then. Um, certainly love and enjoy um, all the Draft Horse family. And then professionally, um, I am a event manager for a company. I've been with them for, I hate to age myself, almost 20 years doing that. So I have a, a little bit of background on both ends of the world. So I think, um, you know, participating in the Classic Series is a very exciting opportunity um, for Hitches. And I definitely have seen it. Um, being a longstanding member of seeing the benefits that the classic series has. So I'm really excited to, to work for the organization now and work for the membership and, and just have a, a more active role. Summit Professional Services, a graphic design and marketing firm who specializes in all things equine. If you're somebody who's looking for the absolute best in equine photography or need a professional ad design that's guaranteed to stand out from the crowd, make sure you check out Summit Professional Services, centrally located in northern Indiana and with over 18 years of combined experience between Joe Miller and Brian Yoder. Summit has what it takes to get you and your farm noticed. Interested in promoting your farm or getting an on-farm shoot of your horses or products, call Summit Professional Services at 260-702-9929. These guys are awesome. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, 260 to 9929 Summit Professional Services. Very good. What uh you you are married, you have a daughter and you live you still live in New York or where do you live currently? Uh no, you're right. I do have a daughter Bethany who's 10. Um and she certainly has the bug as well, so she's uh showed youth cart for a couple of years. And last year was her first year showing the youth team. Um, but we recently relocated to, to Tennessee. So my husband is a Tennessee native and I suckered him into 10 New York winters. And after that, it was more than I could get him to agree to. So we relocated <laughs> back to Tennessee. So we don't have all the snow. So it's like 60 and sunny here today. So you're not completely mad about the move. You can probably get used to the Tennessee. Winters. I am not. No, <laughs> no. And it's, it's nice to be a little bit more central as far as like getting to the different sales and different shows. It's uh, not so much of a commute. Sure. Absolutely. Well, we're excited about, um, you know, well, I'm just a small part. I'm excited about being just a small part of the classic series here. And, and, um, and we're definitely excited here at the redrive to have you, uh, as the new executive, uh, secretary. Um, let's, what about, what, what are a few things maybe that, um, things that you like, you like where the, you like the direction where the classic series is going, maybe what's a few things you're excited about. And then also a few things that you'd like to see change and, and, uh, improve down the road. Yeah, I'm excited the the different programs and the different ways, whether you are a veteran of the industry or you're you're someone new. I think that's where um, 
the draft horses probably excel compared to maybe some of the the saddle horse breeds where you can really get involved and people are really willing to help you and embrace you. Um, so I love that, you know, whether you're six, a, a classic cart participant, or just if you have kids that you're wanting, you know, to get them outside and involved, the youth cart. Um, I think there's a lot of excitement around the youth cart and the scholarship program. So I think um, the member engagement, there's a, a lot of opportunities there that are really great. Um, and then obviously, um, although it's just a, a small part of the classic series, what happens at the finals, I think, even if you're not one of the hitches that makes it to the finals, just going and participating, that is just a, a spectacular event um, that, you know, is great for our industry. And then um, areas of improvement, um, you know, on the my day-to-day job, we do a lot with sponsorships and incorporating um, more support um, from vendors and corporations. So I think that has a lot of untapped um, potential where we're just getting our, our feet wet. So it'd be great to see how we can integrate that and get more exposure to our, all of our members. Yeah, you're right, Karen. I think sometimes it is a little bit of a misunderstanding among some members about maybe not being able to um, um, be involved. And with the new programs we do have going on, I do believe there is a lot to be involved with as far as subcommittees and, and uh, things like that. Um, what do you see going forward? Like <clears throat> what path, what, what, which ones of these uh, programs we have going on, which one do you see there that has the most potential between the cart, the six and the youth? And what do you see in the future from those programs? Well, um, it's hard to say which one has the most potential because if we, if there was ever an expansion of the of this six horse pitch finals, if those ever went regional, um, that would have a, a ton of potential. But I guess I would always defer to the youth and the the involvement there. Um, it's so nice because at, at that age, you know, kids whether they get first or last, they're just excited to be doing it. So it's really, I think that has a lot of, of potential to, to, to help grow the membership. Um, you know, with kids, you're just wanting them to, to be active, to do something that they enjoy, work hard. Um, so I think that you might not have to have, you know, spend a lot of money to have the, the best horse where you kind of have that pressure in the, the classic cart. But with the youth, there's always an opportunity to, to compete and, um, especially for, for grandparents with grandkids, you know, the draft horses really resonate still with, with that generation. So I think it's a great way for, for families to get involved in it. So the youth and then growing the scholarship program, um, you know, getting more applicants every year um, and, and growing those funds um, that can really have a, a lasting effect as you get people who 
participate in the classic series, but then somehow remain in the industry of that or whatever they're studying, you know, they're going to keep coming back. So, uh, Brenda, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, that you have a day job and that's one thing that I, I always used when I was on the board to get frustrated with some of the membership is they would phone the secretary and expect them to answer the phone immediately and get back to them immediately. Uh, just maybe touch on what your day job is and, and obviously classic serious secretary at this point, isn't a, a life changing amount of financial money. So, uh, just kind of touch on that and kind of tell the membership kind of roughly kind of what you're thinking as far as how to get in contact with you or when, and, and that type of thing. Yeah. So, um, my job day to day is an event planner. So we have, um, both corporate and association clients that host events across the country. Um, so we plan meetings for as small as like 200 attendees to, um, meetings that have up to 5,000 attendees. Um, and so we're responsible for everything to make that meeting a success from, from securing the contracts prior to the event to hotel rooms, securing sponsors and exhibitors, attendee registration, the whole shebang, um, responsible for that. So I'm used to working with a lot of different venues, a lot of different personalities. Um, so I think that will translate well working with the show managers. I've had the opportunity to speak to a couple already. So I think that's off to a really great start. Um, and as far as, um, getting back to people, I do try to, um, get back on Emails, I'm a little bit quicker on right now just because I can answer those maybe while I'm doing my, while I'm sitting on a Zoom call for work, I can get back with the emails. So the info at naclassicseries.com is a perfect way. Um, my cell phone is on the uh, website. Um, so anybody can call or text um, calls. I'll be honest right now, those are going to probably be returned either late in the evening or early in the day, the next day. Um, but I will try to get back to everybody as quickly as possible. Um, so I'm available via whatever your communication preferences, phone, text, uh, or email. Well, I know you have a passion for the six horse hitch and the, and the draft horse industry in general. Um, you grew up with it uh, and, um, I'm excited that, yeah, that you're, you're a part of it and, and that members can get a hold of you and you're willing to, you know, you're, you're willing to listen to them and, and, uh, help out, uh, at any way, um, possible. And you will be at the Gordyville draft horse sale this week. Is that correct? That is correct. Yep. I'll be there. Very good. So if you're at the sale and uh, you see Brenda, just uh, make sure you say hi to her, introduce yourself, and uh, <clears throat> she will be our new uh, executive secretary for the Classic Series uh, Six Horse Hitch. So. I guess my last plug would be as a reminder to, to members to, if you are thinking about participating in the Classic Series, that March 31st deadline is rapidly approaching. So get your memberships renewed. You bet. And also to the shows, make sure you get the shows registered mm -hmm. online before your deadline <clears throat> or else it'll be, uh, we'll have a deadline fee starting this year. 
Thank you so much, Brenda, for taking the time and uh, coming on with us. And uh, we'll hope to see you down the road very soon. Gardner Horse Training was established in 2002, breaking draft horses to drive. They are located in central Iowa and would love to help you with your braking and driving needs. Make sure you call Jarrett for availability. You can call him at 515-360-6392. Once again, folks, if you have colts that need started or any horses that need training, check out Gardner Horse Training. Located at Central Iowa, Jarrett and Kelly Gardner. Once again, you can call Jarrett, 515-360-6392. We'd like to thank them for their sponsorship on the Redrive. Well, joining us uh, on this episode, we are happy to have Brad and Clint Schreiber um, from Plainview, Minnesota. I'm sure everybody uh, knows these guys, Schreiber, Pertrans. Um, we've been wanting to have them on here on the podcast for a while already, and we finally got it worked out. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time tonight and being on with us. And uh, we're just, yeah, we're excited to have you on. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was, it was a busy fall, so we didn't get to do this right away, I guess. Yeah, and well, that's all right. And everybody, it's busy too. It just takes some time sometimes to get everybody to where it works and suits. And, and, uh, and you guys were the recipients of the first mark, the sport. It was the sportsmanship was the, award. Sportsmanship yeah. award, the classic series uh, sportsmanship award that we did there at the uh, at the finals, the celebration of champions. So congratulations on that too. Uh, it's kind of a cool cool award and and, and uh, pretty neat to be the first ones to uh, to get that. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations. Thank you. I think that was just because we have more fun, I think. <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> but hey, yeah, let's uh let's go back maybe a little bit and, and uh tell everybody how you got started in the horses. Um I don't know if if, if like your dad or if it was a generational thing in the draft horses or if you if if uh you boys kind of started it or how did that how did that come about? Well, I guess we started the show and my dad had one perching mare and he did some plowing contests with Harold Schumacher back in the 70s. My uncle had Belgians, so we just started buying some perchins. How, how old were you guys? How, how old were you guys? Would have, would have you guys been then? Oh, I think I was 12 when we started showing. So pretty. You knew, you knew at a pretty early age that you wanted to do her and, and started, huh? That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I think I, when I was 16, Clint was six when we had the first six arts hits. We raised all six of them. So we were at it a little while. And I was in, back in the 80s, I guess. Back then, it was... <laughs> Like Harold Schumacher is a neighbor to us. And John Welty was lived down the road a few miles too, and he was a big Pritchard breeder back in the day. So, like, we had a bunch of horse people around here. Mm-hmm. So that helped. Did you, uh, didn't you, Brad, you worked, didn't you, were you with Dick Ames for a while too, or no? Or did you shoe for him? I helped him, in, I helped him in the winter some. When Hankins was there, I helped him in the winter time. 
and Jim Westbrook, I helped him some in the wintertime also, but never, never showed him on my own form. I just usually helped him. Mm-hmm. There's been several of them I drove for. Chris Schwark, I took his for a winter, one winter. We went from Denver to Fort Worth to Florida to Brandon. So, yeah. There were several other ones that helped out like that. But. So you're doing you're doing a lot of shoeing too, or you did at an early age you started shoeing, correct? Yep. Between me and Clint, Jamie Sparrow helped for a summer. I think the summer Jamie Sparrow was here, we hit we're shoeing a hundred head a month nights and weekends, plus milking the cows, getting the horse ready. We were busy for a year or two. I'd say. Mm-hmm. You guys now still, the cows are gone. Life's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long have the cows been gone that you haven't been milking? Four years now. Coming on four years. Yeah, it'll be four years. Oh, it was pretty pretty recent then. I got you. How big? How big? Yeah. How many cows did you milk? How big was your dairy? Usually around 60, 70 at the most. Sometimes nothing serious. Mm-hmm. Enough to you had to. Yeah, no. Showing horses is a lot more fun without worrying about what's going wrong at home because we never had anybody here except when we we're gone. So, when we we're on the road, then somebody came and milked, and we fixed up on the phone. <laughs> and that's always when things went wrong, right? When you were gone. Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why we never showed horses in the wintertime because stuff would always go wrong. So the horses would always go out and kind of not worry about them for a little bit. Right. So you got, you live, you both live on the farm there or, or uh, close to the farm? Clint lives at the home farm and I live a mile away, uh, same section. Our okay. land out actually adjoins each other's. Mm hmm. And well, you do now, the, you just the horse over at So the horses are at Brad's house and the dairy used to be here. Okay. You said you built you broke up a little bit there. You just built a horse barn, you said? Yep. Ten years ago? I think ten years ago we built a new barn over at his house. I see. How many uh <laughs> How many uh, how many acres you guys farm? Oh, right at seven hundred or a little over seven fifty. Mostly corn and beans. Yeah, corn and beans, and we do some custom farming for some other people. Do a little trucking with corn for other some people too. So, enough to keep us busy. So a lot of trucking, trucking. I just and- can't get over these. Go ahead, Kevin. Did you guys say did you guys say you shot a hundred head of horses a week? No, a month. A month. No, <laughs> oh, not a week. Still no, a that's, that's still a lot of horses. <laughs> yeah. For sure, just on nights and weekends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously. And milk yeah. sixty cows. Yeah. All all draft horses, guys, or light horses too? Or oh, what? once in a while they'd make us shoe a light horse. Tried right. not to. It's like we barely know how to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to shoe a light horse. So like they just—they're not the same <laughs> to me anyway. Like 
just a little foot. Like, what do you do with it? (laughs) (laughs) We would like to thank our friends from Equilite. Premium equine nutrition, helping your horse reach their maximum genetic potential because good health happens from the inside out. For nutrition questions or dealership information, contact Michelle Everett at 505-269-2571. Once again, 505-269-2571. Equilate. So what are some yeah, like in, still of this day? Okay, you guys. Uh, what are some of your favorite shows you go to throughout the year? I know you guys go go to like Brit and, and still do, and uh, a lot of those maybe Western, maybe not quite far as east as we are over here. But um, you did last summer, and it was great to have you over here. But what are some of the shows you guys go to every year, and and what are some of your favorite shows that you like to go? Well, Brit's one of the favorite ones. It's just a horse show. People that are there are there to see horses. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the shows we went to out by you last summer. Yeah, people were there to see the horses. You didn't have all the other people there that are causing trouble. You see, when you had your second Shipshawana show in Topeka at the same time, that was it made it worth the drive over there, and it sure was a lot of fun out there. It was nice you guys could do that. Yeah, that was, I say, like COVID, you know, as bad as COVID's been, uh, there's a couple new shows or a couple shows that we had that summer that were a lot of fun. And like you said, those standalone horse shows are people seem to enjoy those a lot. Yeah. And it's amazing how many people show up to them. Right. Mm hmm. Yep. So, how many horses? What was that? Scott County, that was always a it's always a fun show to go there. And Dick always took care of everybody and they're still doing it to this day. So mm-hmm. without him there. I've never actually I've actually how far never. would that be for you guys? How far would Scott County be for you guys? Hundred miles. Hundred miles. Yeah. So, so your hometown show, what that would classify as it? Oh, there's a little show in Rochester, Minnesota that's usually the same time as that one up there. About every four or five years, we get to go to that one. Because it's on every four or five years, it's a different day than Scott County. That would be the hometown one that we, that's probably where we started showing at, really. But it's way more fun to go up there and show with all the big boys, see if we can scare you or not. (laughs) (laughs) And you mostly show geldings, correct? Or do you raise any foals at home too or no? When we first started, we had a bunch of mares. The first six we drove, there was four mares, one gelding, and a stud. Oh, my. You didn't put the mare in front of the stud, did you? Of course, make him go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we after a while we went went from the mares to all geldings, and it just works better. 
I think we, right now we have one mare breeding raised colts out of. So we had a dozen mares at one time. It got to be that we weren't paying enough attention to them, so we got rid of most of them. The other thing we always did, we always had to hire somebody for the summer, a kid from somewhere. Jamie Sparrow was here for a summer. Tim Sparrow was here for a summer. Casey Maggers. Uh, Hank Duncan's boy, Jesse, was here for a summer. Julie Westbrook was here for a summer. And there's Beth Kiwat. I mean, there was always somebody here mm -hmm. learning how to drive or learning something. Now, Brad, you got uh, Clint, you have a couple boys now coming up. They probably must be pretty good help. Oh yeah, they're they want to drive horses down. We only have a couple in the barn, and when it calms down, then they can start driving again. But yeah, they love driving, and they always start watching the points and arguing who's going to drive where and at what shows. And, you know, it's entertaining. They're driving. They do a lot of driving now. They can harness the horses at home if we're still in the truck or busy. And, Get them ready to go when we get home. And how old are they? Uh, Jack, 13, and Levi's 11. And, yeah, it's 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 entertaining with them. Some days it's more work. <laughs> <laughs> usually we didn't have to worry about bringing it. we didn't have to worry about bringing a cart along. Neither one of us liked it. Now the boys like it. Mary likes it. <laughs> now, it's all now you have a whole bunch of cart tarts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just soon get rid of a cart, but yeah. <laughs> now we're going to borrow some at some shows, so we have enough for the kids. Only bring one so on a given year, how many shows will you guys hit? Usually about seven. Start when, end when? Well, last year we started the Boone show in June and we ended up at Brit. And we do we did Boone, uh, Murray County Fair, uh, Jordan, uh, Manchester, Iowa, Wisconsin State Fair, Iowa State Fair, and then the Brit. I got I gotta ask you guys a question. You guys guys were fortunate enough to come out to the finals and join us for that party we had out there. And there was a tremendous package uh, that was donated by one of the hitches uh, that went to the youth auction that had a pile of beer. Now, there was IPAs. There was special blends. I want to know, did you guys get through the flavors of all that basket of beer? There have to have been like 20 different kinds of beer in that basket. I, I think there's one 12-pack left in the shop of a beer that – I don't like chewing beer. Nobody, no, <laughs> nobody dares touching it. <laughs> those those, those are for the equipment salesman to deer. Hey, eh? you give them one of them. Exactly. Yeah. When there's too much wheat or whatever bar, I don't know what's all in some of that stuff. But. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. That was, no. It was fun to get on some of them for that. That was kind of entertaining. Yeah, I think we ended yeah. up with three of them baskets out there. 
<laughs> it was yeah. all gone but that one six pack <laughs> before the night was over. <laughs> They're saving that I for their favorite they, seed, uh, seed salesman. <laughs> I think I think when they got when they got that one, uh, Brad looked at Clinton and said, "Listen, man, uh, we got to get our award tonight. We can't drink all this beer here." <laughs> oh yeah, you were there when we were bidding on it, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No yeah. <laughs> smokes. The Young Living Pertrons, the equine ambassadors for Young Living Essential Oils, are brought to you from their global headquarters in northern Utah. Whether online or in the hitch, these horses are a powerful representation of the company's commitment to providing essential oils of the highest quality to families across the globe. These world champion Pertrons represent Young Living's founder, Gary Young's continuous pursuit of excellence. You can visit these mighty Pertrons six days a week at their home, the iconic Young Living Lavender farm in mona utah you can also see them in action as they compete year-round across the united states at fairs and stock shows including young living's annual falls festival and draft horse show like i said we what did have you guys fun. think of the finals what did you guys think of the finals this year it's quite the show they put on out there yeah, I went back there last year, and yeah, it was neat. And I was like, told Brad, like, we should go out. And then we got the invite to the sportsmanship. It's like, yeah, we are going. <laughs> my hat's off to whoever puts all that all together. I know Josh and the crew, that's crazy how much stuff they got to put together to get that all going. It's quite the show. Yeah, no, I uh, I can remember when, when they called you guys front. You would not want to meet him at night in the middle of an aisle, an alley, uh, and not know who he was. He's a fairly intimidating dude. And when they called you guys up, it was you were you were tearing up. We we caught you tearing up, and we want to know what what did that mean to you guys? Like how that recognition, like it was something nobody campaigned for yet, was kind of a sprung on you at the last minute. What did that mean to you guys after spending years getting the hitch ready and? putting up with all these young guys coming through your house and throwing horses. What does that mean to you? Evidently, we did something right. We made yeah, a lot, lot of, of fun. Had a lot of fun. Had got a lot of friends out of the deal. You know, like I tell everybody else, it's a, this costs too much not to have fun at it. We ain't going to have fun. We might as well quit. Yeah, yeah. When it's not fun anymore, then it's uh, it's time to go. What yeah. uh, back in the day, like back when Jamie, when you guys were younger, and Jamie was with you, or like, what's a memory? What's something? What's a story? Like, surely you guys had like something happen, or a runaway, or something happened, like some good story. And I'm I'm sure there's like there's like there's like a hundred of them. <laughs> uh, which one we can actually tell some yeah yeah so you can air, actually so. tell on air <laughs> oh, oh i remember we we picked up a horse down in missouri it was going to be a lead horse so we were driving him on the slides down the roads and where we drive most of the time and he'd take off running and so i don't know this is must have been like 18 20 and the horses start running, and you're on the sled, like the breaking sleds. 
so you'd pull back to try to slow it down, right? And like my first thought, being younger, it's like, well, should slow them down. But you'd pull the sled up on their hocks when they're running, and the even air hit them in the hocks, and they'd run harder. Just like, like <laughs> okay, and he did that to me once, and then it, I think it did it to Jamie once too. And it's like, what are we gonna do? Then Brad get on the sled, and he's like. Well, no, when they start running, run them until they quit running. Don't try to slow them down. And he quit running. He was good. He never did it again. But it's like, huh, I don't know. First reaction is to pull on them, make them slow down. But, yeah, it wasn't going to work on a sled because he just pull up on their hocks and they run faster. <laughs> like that was, that was an entertaining one because he'd run right through the intersections. Like, well, great. <laughs> Third time of- nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Right. But yeah, that one was unique to me. As like, oh yeah. Well, I remember that same horse before this happened. One of us had him on the manure spreader going down the hill out back here, oh. a little steep. Yeah, forgot about that one. Well, that was before we tied the neck yokes on. <laughs> yeah, that's why they'd run harder when the eaters hit them. Manure spreader come up and was pushing them down the hill. <laughs> front end was a little loose and my brother kind of jumped off and no, let him go I really jumped off <laughs> <laughs> didn't kind of jump off, he really jumped and we'd haul, to, the, we'd to this haul day you probably the dairy. so it wasn't day, like it's savings to this so day, it was really heavy probably, going down a hill <laughs> and it just yeah, I jumped <laughs> <laughs> to this day you could probably see where, where that happened because the grass grows so good there still don't it <laughs> I remember the front wheels, one side had come up and the other side had come up because the neck yoke was halfway down the pole. Like, <laughs> I can picture that. That was, that was entertaining to learn a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I guess we've had a couple of runaways at horse shows. Never in the ring, though. Nope. One time we were hooking the wheel team up to the wagon. For some reason, nobody was on the wagon. They took off. They stuck the tongue through the side of our semi trailer. <laughs> oh, at least it's your semi trailer, not somebody else's, right? Ours. <laughs> yeah, they just patched it and they went. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, Clint, didn't you climb like some. Want... <laughs> There's like the barn at Brit or something, like. I thought we didn't talk about them things. <laughs> uh, I just remember hearing, I, I forget now, was it like an I-beam or something down the middle of the barn that you walked from one end to the other? What was well, it? I handled, handled it upside down. Just, I think it had something to do with Bob Johnson. He used to go down an exhibition down there with his Appaloosa and the stagecoach. And for some reason I got sitting next to him. One of them having too much fun nights. But yeah, I seen Brit had it on their their anniversary thing of their slideshow this year. And it's like <laughs> some things the kids shouldn't see. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. So another one found a Brit. I have we hooked a unicorn. I went out by myself to practice a little. My wheel horse ran off. I could steer him, but it was hard to keep the leader out of the way. I come up in behind a couple buildings, and there's a pickup and a camper there, and I'm sliding up sideways, and they stop. 
this woman was in a tent. I think I scared her. (laughs) (laughs) Ask if there was anything she could do. I told her she'd go to the barn and I don't know who I told her to go get. She jumped up, jumped on the on her uh, golf cart and was going to take off and jumps back off. Can I start this? Said, yep. <laughs> Just go right in. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the pickup by about three inches. I think you hit the barn because you got yeah. an award. That yeah, I got an award for that too. <laughs> 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 they give away awards at Brit for hitting stuff. <laughs> There's a shit happens award down there that goes out every year. The traveling trophy. Everybody gets usually at Brit, somebody gets it and they deserve it. Yep. <laughs> How many times have you claimed it? I've had it once or twice. Had it. I've had it once or twice. But yeah, it's it's but we've been there like 30 years or I don't know how many years, so I guess we do deserve it once or twice. <laughs> yeah, after all those years, I mean Yeah. Carrie, just regardless if training, competition, commercial, or just fun around the farm, Twisted Luck Carrie just has what you need. Being the exclusive agent for Koi Altex carriages in North America with Twisted Luck carriages, the sky is the limit. A completely customizable shop, Twisted Luck carriages can customize your carriage to fit your every need and desire. With 300 plus colors available and many options, including coolers under the rear seat, cup holders with console, and built-in Bluetooth radios, Twisted Luck carriages can surely customize your perfect Koi Altex carriage also available new and used in stock carriage inventory in the u.s and canada as well as parts including tires tubes brake parts etc call rex man at 405-326-5623 or visit their website twistedluck.com for all your carriage needs once again rex man 405-326-5623 twisted luck carriages Do you get an award too to do the limbo at the hobnob or cuz I heard the Schreiber the Schreiber clan was pretty good at that too. I think that was in like the 90s was yeah. I think we were younger then but not in the last 10 years. A little more, a little more agile back then. Right. <laughs> is that it only goes so far. Is that place still open? Um I think they got new owners new and they open back up. Yeah, they. Dale and his wife ran it for years, and they always, they always made time for all the first people down there. <laughs> Probably not too many IDs got checked either. I don't think I ever seen one out down there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys? Well, it's a good. Yeah, do you 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 mostly uh, you Bob you buy colts and start your like your geldings or your horses or do you you buy them as three four year olds or what do you what do you usually do or when you need horses? I like to buy three year olds anymore. We used to raise a bunch of colts and break them, but I, anymore it's buy a three year old and usually re break them. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
But at least they're three at that point, right? Right. And you can use them if you need to, which we usually do. It's nice to sell a couple, two, three a year and buy some more new ones. And more entertaining to start new ones all the time. Mm-hmm. Besides that, it's nice to sell them and make a little money if you can. Start over. Have you guys ever hooked the same six one year after another? Not that I can recall. I don't think, I don't know if we hooked the same six this year. From one show to the next. Trying to get one of the new Colts in in a different show every time or putting them in a different spot. Or... Yeah, I'm pretty positive we never had the same six from one year to the next. Not that I can ever remember. It'd be a lot easier to go start driving horses in the spring. They're all the same. Yep, you go here. It'd be perfect. <laughs> How many geldings you keep on hand around there? We got nine here. There's nine here right now. Be nice to sell a couple of these. Find a couple more somewhere. See what happens. It's harder and harder to find good young horses now for reasonable. Yeah, reasonable price, right? So yeah, the perching business is it's really good, but it's getting tougher and tougher to do that. Yeah, especially good one, but it's harder to buy one. Yeah, yeah this seems the fitters are getting better, better at fitting them up and presenting them better, and harder to sneak them out of there. Yep, that it is. There's not so many rough ones anymore. If they bring them to a sale, they they have them ready. For yeah. the most part. It's been four or five years ago. I thought I found a pretty good perching mare that was rougher than crap, shod, goofy. Just long hair, just not yeah. quite ready. <laughs> right, yeah, if I can get her for five, six thousand, that'd be a hell of a deal. Well, she's about 67,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to see if she was really fitted. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Young Living ended up with her. <laughs> well, at least you know you still have a good eye. Well, evidently I can still see through the through the hair, long hair, I guess. Yep. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for taking the time and coming on with us. Uh, we appreciate it. But uh, <clears throat> don't freeze up there this winter. Keep the heat no, on. No. Yeah, we'll stay inside most of the time. So, but no, we appreciate you guys having us on, and yeah, we enjoy listening to the podcast. So keep it up. Thank you. Appreciate it. We would like to thank Ship Shawana Harness and Supply in Ship Shawana, Indiana, Mr. Bob Schrock. If you're looking for products for the show ring or at the farm from A to Z, anything you need, horse nutrition, tack, you name it, make sure you check them out, shipshawanaharness.com. Follow them on Facebook or visit their shop in beautiful Ship Shawana, Amish country, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. till 12 noon. Call Mr. Bob Schrock, 260 768 72.54 for all your draft horse needs. Jared, you know him? Uh, no, Logan. He's the only one I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got an eighth grade education. I, barely, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't touch those things. 
shoot. You guys are just going to be on forever. Evidently, where's the power button? <laughs> Brad's going to grab this thing and just throw it out the window. That's laughing. Almost. And there's a Skype and there's a red X next to it. Leave my eye! Yeah, he's calling. Now he's calling the boys. Call the boys. They'll figure it out. Hey Levi, tell us how. Don't do it yet. But how do we shut Skype off? You know how? Where's the X button? Oh, up here. Not at the bottom. At the top. No, I tried the bottom one. So that one to do it? Yeah. Hey. Goodbye. Bye-bye. If it doesn't work, it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. Guys. See you guys. See you. Thanks. That'd be good. <laughs> we'll see if that one works. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you drop by a Reinhold Tack and Western Wear mailbag, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Once again, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Any questions or feedback you might have, we would love to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great week, and we'll see you down the road.